Welcome to the Business of You podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gogos. This podcast is dedicated to helping you uncover how to turn your big idea into big business and grow your personal brand into the business of your dreams. Each week, I'll talk to founders of all kinds of businesses, exploring how they launched and grew their companies. Behind every successful business is an epic journey, one that can serve as a roadmap to help you grow yours. The Business of You is all about frank conversations and unique business wisdom for the entrepreneur. It's a chance to tune into the story behind the brand and retrace the path of those who walked this road before you so you can pave your own road to success. Welcome to The Business of You. Today, it's been a real treat for me to interview my health and wellness coach, Ali Matthews. Ali is a healer. As I mentioned, he's a health and wellness coach for high achieving entrepreneurs, and he's also a functional medicine doctor. He helps take people who are feeling like they're actually burning out to peak performance using functional medicine, nutrition, life coaching, and training. I have been working with Ali for a little over three years, and quite honestly, that is the longest I've had a consistent fitness schedule and working with a health and wellness coach to help improve my own my own body and achieve my own peak performance. And it has been really um, life-changing, if none other than to just show me that I could stick with something, something like this, which I know is so important, but yet so hard to commit to. And I really attribute that ability to stick with it to Ali, Ali's approach, his personality, and his style. Ali is based in the UK. He does virtual sessions with folks, um, but he also travels and does these week-long intensives with many of his clients where he actually moves in with them for a week and helps them tweak their fitness routine, their food routine, and even talks to them about lifestyle. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Business of You with Ali Matthews. Ali, welcome to the Business of You podcast. How's your day going so far? It's going good. It's going good, Rachel. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Um, We've been working together for a long time, and uh, we actually started out the morning together. So it's it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Tell me your backstory for the audience. I know your backstory, but it's so fascinating and so moving. So tell us how you got into the world of functional medicine. Well, it all started when I was young and I, I was the the kid that was growing up. I, I was always like maybe on the side a little bit, but I didn't realize that a big thing happened that when I was 15, it would change my life. Now, my dad was always my hero and he used to suffer from stress and he used to work in caravan parks, so holiday parks here, vacations and things. And he was headhunted to transfer or literally taken from nothing to something. And there were signs of stress over and over again all the time. And actually he was on a course and got a migraine, ended up going into hospital. And actually that was on the Monday. On the Wednesday, he suffered a stroke. And on the Saturday, he actually passed away. That was when I was 15 and he was 47 years old. And as I said, from the outside, you wouldn't really think he wasn't overweight, hardly drank and walked quite a lot, done done squash and played played tennis and stuff like that. So 
he wasn't someone you would think is unhealthy necessarily. So it wasn't then that I realized that I wanted to get into functional medicine. I then went down this rabbit hole of going to music college, producing music and DJing and getting really, really overweight and unhealthy. And that then pushed me into, I need to do something about my health. So in my early twenties, I dropped a hundred pounds in a year, got on a bodybuilding stage and I looked shredded and it, it was great to have this looking shredded. But one of the things I thought is that this guy that was on the sides, that was unconfident, that was really, really shy, having muscles would then give me this confidence. But it brought up a whole other lot, lot of demons that I'd lost control when my dad passed away. I couldn't control him passing away or losing people. So I got control of my food and my training became obsessed and developed an eating disorder, which was actually exercise bulimia. So I would binge out, there was binge eating, then I would spend hours doing cardio. So I had to learn the mindset and the lifestyle changes needed and do a lot of inner work at that time. And I competed from 2008 to 2012. And they say never say never, but I'm pretty certain I will never compete on the bodybuilding stage again. And from there, I went into, it taught me a lot of discipline, but I went into more endurance-based work and working with professional endurance athletes. I was working nutrition with uh, people, someone in the Tour de France, someone that was a consultant in 2016 Olympics. I had an Ultraman world champion, like literally like the top of the top when it came to the actual endurance world. And it was great, but I was getting them from A to B as fast as possible. There was never really a focus 100% on health until afterwards, when a lot of people end up getting sick. We cause the stress on the body, then we deal with it. And then I worked with uh, two people, one guy who's still a client now, the other guy who's a good friend, and they were on tour, they are entrepreneurs. And one of the guys actually said to me, um, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I know what to do, I need you to tell me to do it. And I thought, great, who is this guy? Googled him like, and an hour later on a call, he signs up. Three months later, I'm in his house in Nashville. And it turns out this is Taylor Swift's manager and or former manager when Kanye West jumped on the stage. And this guy had been through a lot of things when, when he was with Taylor Swift and the stress of touring and all this sort of stuff and managing a superstar artist. And he said, I want you to give my wife back what she married 10 years ago. And that was one of his goals. I remember on his intake form. And as I said, three months later, we were doing a musician's health course together. So I went over to Nashville. He flew me out over there, standing in his kitchen. His 15-year-old daughter, 13-year-old son were there. His wife was there. And Rick said to me, you've given my wife back what she married. Thank you. And I, even now telling that story, I get goosebumps because it was then, I was working with this other guy, Ron, and a few other entrepreneurs, that it was then that I realized that I couldn't help my dad, but I could help all these other stressed out, high achieving entrepreneurs, business people, people running really, really stressful lives, I could help them not pass away before their time. And not just that, I could do my best to make sure another 15 year old doesn't lose their parent before their time. And that was when I knew that was my purpose. And since then it's gone into like license with, with functional medicine, with nutrition and making sure that we have the mindset in check and, and, it's gone from strength to strength, like speaking internationally, a book, all this sort of thing. It's been, been a quite cool journey. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know the the story about Taylor Swift's manager. What year was that? That because that sounds like it really set you on your course to build this business. I think we. I was already working with some entrepreneurs, so it must have been 2017, 18. So I've been in the industry as a trainer since 
2008. Then I went into the uh, corporate world and management and things like that, and then had loads of panic attacks. So I actually left there in 2014. So actually 2006, I came into the fitness world, 2008, my first show, then back at the corporate world, 2014 was fully self-employed and then all online from end of 2016, 17. And that's when I really started diving into, um, I was, I was scratching the surface with functional medicine and how nutrition can really help us and, and getting the right supplementation protocols and lifestyle interventions can help even more than medicine in a lot of times. And I had to then get licensed for it because if not, you can't practice it. So going through the different qualifications over those years. So I think it was 2017 that it really, really kicked off. Mm -hmm. Why were you having panic attacks? So when I was in the corporate world, again, it was that control thing. So I worked my way up from an advisor and then got what we call a seconded management position. So they give you the position for a year and then you either get it or you don't. Well, it was like 10 months into the actual secondment. I'd just done my last bodybuilding show in, in May, 2012. I remember going to see my coach a couple of hours away and I got a phone call from my manager saying, can you come in? Like, well, I can't come in because I'm two hours away. Uh, it's my day off. And it turns out what they were doing, they had budget cuts. So they were cutting all secondments. So I had to go back from like five grand pay cut, go back down to an advisor. And like, this stuff happens. I'm not going to moan about it once, that sort of thing. So I worked my way up, became a manager again another seconded position. And five months into that, they announced that they were sending the department offshore to a different uh, call center. So that was like lightning struck twice. And that then left me into, I was literally at the lowest of lows, but it was then that kicked me into back into the fitness world and then into the health world off the back of that. So it's one of these things when we look at reflection of my dad dying, panic attacks, anxiety, dealing with ADHD, autism, all that sort of stuff. That then kicks us into where we go. But at the time, it's a hard place to be and we have to push through to get there. And a lot of people are going through stuff and they don't realize this stuff is going to change your life for a positive way if we choose to let it do so. But in the moment, it's hard, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's so hard in the moment. Ali, um, what would you say are aspects or, you know, traits of your personal brand? I like what do you think, think other people would, uh, another way to think about this, sorry to mean to interrupt, um, is like, what do you think your clients would say when they describe you? Why, why don't you describe me? You've, you've known me for a while. <laughs> I'm going to flip that back on you. <laughs> I, I do know how I would describe you. Um, I would say you're an optimist. That's one of the things I love about you. You're always very solution focused. There's never a time that I told you about an ache, a pain or some something going on with my body that you didn't have a like a test or some way to figure out the solution to it. Um, your energy is, again, like aside from the optimism, but you just exude a positive energy about you. And your um, tough, like tough loving, which I really appreciate in a person too. Yeah. And I, I think I appreciate that, those those words, by the way. And it's, I would say honesty is one of the, the things. And at first I would tell people what they wanted to hear rather than what they needed to hear. And just sometimes it's that we have to do the work. Like you, you pay me to coach you, not to be your friend. 
just turns out that we become friends at the same time, which is always a good sign that there, there's a good coach client relationship with that. So I would say honesty, um, as you say, like persistency, if I don't know something, I want to know the answer. So I then go and try and find it. And also just driven to find out more so I can help more people. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think makes you different than other folks doing similar work to you, either in the functional medicine space or the health and wellness space? I was actually just having this conversation with my wife and we were talking about um, that there was a proposal for, for marketing that came through and it was saying about, we'll go through your ideal client and all this sort of stuff. And I said, I don't need to go through my ideal client anymore because I know my ideal client so well because I've lived with them. Like I've gone to stay with them for a week at a time. I've gone to multiple events that we actually live together and we, we help by gone to like, when was it a few months back? I went to Asheville with a client. One of his things is that he eats out a lot. So he wants me to go, we stay at his house, then we go to restaurants multiple times and we see what things are okay on the menu to help him still move forward with his goals. Go to his workplace, help him there. It's knowing that ideal client inside out. And yes, I get paid good money for this, but it's not about the money for me. It's about seeing that impact and being so passionate about the fact that I do not want another child to go through what I went through. Is it possible for me to never have that happen to a child? No, but I can do my best every single day to have that purpose to really say, look, you're stressed out. I get that, but you can change that. And we're going to do it one step at a time. A lot of people I noticed in, in the functional medicine world is like, here's a protocol that you're going to spend $500 a month on. And it's all about then making commission on supplements and not saying they don't work, but I want to look at those foundations first because you can spend all this money on supplements and different hacks and things, but unless we're sleeping, okay, getting good nutrition, getting good stress management techniques, like breathing and recovery movement, none of that stuff's going to work. Uh, and to me, that the results are more important than the money. And yes, it's an occupation and I run a successful business and it's great, but the money comes if you focus on the results. And I'm not saying there's other people that don't focus on but that on the results, but I truly believe, and as you've seen over the last year of, of meeting up like each week, that this year I've stepped into my own with belief and being completely aligned and actually living everything I do. I will not tell you to do something that I wouldn't be prepared to do myself. And I think that's just been super, super powerful knowing that you can go to a mastermind, you can travel because I've done these things. It is possible. And you can be healthy there. You can go for afternoon tea and enjoy these things and all that sort of stuff. You can literally have your cake and eat it with the right things in place and the right accountability. And I truly feel that there's no one that can do what I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, as a person who does personal branding, I really believe our own secret sauce is, is our personality, right? So yeah. even if somebody has the same credentials as you, they don't have the same experiences, the same um, strengths and the same aspects of their personality. So it, it's, it's, you know, you're your biggest differentiator, as I always say. Yeah. 
Um, one, just to switch gears a little bit, one of the things I know you talk about a lot is brain fog, and, and I know you see a lot of entrepreneurs suffering with this. Can you talk a little bit about brain fog and, and what causes it, and then also just some tips on how to improve it? So brain fog, what I see brain fog as, and a lot of people that I work with see brain fog as, is that it gets linked to ADHD symptoms as well. Like we're doing a task and then we flip to another task and then another task and then we get anxiety because we haven't finished the first task. And then we try and concentrate, but but it just feels like there's a brick wall in front of us and we're just trying to push through it and it's, nothing's actually happening. And maybe we need some coffee to function with it and these sorts of things. And I see it as inflammation in the brain of an overly stressed brain. And you're probably then having signs that you are stressed, that you're waking through the night needing to go to the toilet, which is one of the most common things that I deal with. And just because something is common doesn't make it normal. We then have afternoon energy dips or morning energy dips and just our brain starts racing as soon as our head hits the pillow to go to bed. So many things that go on there and then it leads to hormone issues. So we see um, women going through early menopause. We see guys with lower testosterone all starting off with this sign that our brain isn't functioning as effectively. Our control system of the body isn't functioning effectively. So that's where I see brain fog, what it is. And it's just a blur of we can't get through this fog. Now, one of the biggest things is getting our nutrition right and looking at balancing our glucose levels, which a lot of people link high glucose to people that are obese and then diabetes and, and so on. But I'm seeing more and more people come to me with a thing called insulin resistance, which is a precursor to diabetes and being pre-diabetic that aren't overweight. And I see a lot of people that have tried a lot of things. So it's not like people that don't know what a carbohydrate is or a bit of protein is. These are people that have tried a lot of things and they're frustrated that these aren't working. So what do we do? Well, we look at, first off, we assess their food and we make sure there's good levels of protein. And a lot of people aren't getting the right levels of protein in. Um, if they're following a certain diet, like historically we see a lot of times with, unless someone's kind of like a mindful vegan, and what I mean by mindful is they know a lot about it and they're going to have the right supplementation to not have deficiencies. A lot of people will go plant-based or vegan, just taking the meat out, replacing it with meat substitutes and then having deficiencies in, uh, in certain vitamins, which is going to be very, very detrimental to them and their brain health in the long term. So looking at the nutrition, making sure that as well, is there a toxin exposure? Are they having exposure to mold in their house? Poor airflow. And they're in the city center as well. So there's a lot of diesel fumes and toxins, or maybe like I live in a farming county. So there's a lot of pesticides and things that are around. And that can then contribute to inflammation in the brain. So first things are going to be nutrition, looking at routine, because some of us simply are just stressed out and tired. And we need the right routine and persistence and consistency with sticking to that morning routine, evening routine which takes some accountability to do that but in order to get ahead. Because until we do that, chucking all the supplements to lower inflammation, all this sort of stuff is just literally going to be like you're pouring water on a fire one end, but then you're spraying gasoline on the, on the other side, which is constantly going to be burning the fire and, and trying to put it out. So we need to cut that gasoline off, then put the water on it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a great analogy. Is brain fog different than the inability to focus? Because I hear so many people in the last year or so 
struggling with the ability to focus for longer periods of time? Focus and brain endurance is massively linked with circulation issues. So chances are as well, people will have cold hands and feet and not necessarily in the winter, they just have circulation issues. Uh, and then we look at oxygen delivery, nutrient delivery. And again, a lot of things, I hate using the word inflammation too much, but it's linked with inflammation within the body, with your gut health, which then talks to your brain, like your second brain essentially in your gut, um, neurotransmitter production and, and communication. So dopamine levels, serotonin levels, your contentment and feel good neurotransmitters, ones to switch off like GABA. I see a lot of... When people can't focus, I look at the body from a top-down perspective that a lot of people will say, oh, I can't focus. I'm going to have caffeine or I'm going to have some nootropics. And maybe they go down the modafinil route or something like that. And uh, they end up, they have it all the time to focus. But we're then masking what actually we need to do in the longer term. So what is the actual underlying cause? Like maybe we use these things just to get you going whilst we're fixing the underlying cause. Now that underlying cause might take a few months to actually fix, but we're not going to fix it unless we just start with the foundations. It's basically like when people have a paracetamol or like for a headache when they're actually dehydrated. So aspirin. Aspirin, mean? yeah. Aspirin, yeah. paracetamol, like those sorts of things. Um, ibuprofen and stuff like have a painkiller when you're dehydrated we're just going to block that connection for pain and end up that once that medication wears off we're still gonna have that headache because we haven't had any water everyone drinks when i say about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> like oh good yeah. reminder by the way yeah <laughs> I know that you have a program called the Revitalization Blueprint. Yep. You want to share a little bit about that? Because I think it's such a great way to start working with you, um, you know, really efficiently and kind of get a taste for for all the amazing things you do to help people. Yeah, no problem. It's it's a course where we do a training every two weeks. And these are different topics that the community looks at. Um, we offer up different topics and we talk about what people want in there. And we get on there, we talk about the topic, and then we have a Q&A afterwards. Now, after that, that then gets put up in the group. And in the group, there's over two years worth of content split into different sections. So if the community will talk about it, and they might have questions, and I can point to the right direction with videos. And it's there's such a such, such an extensive library in there that just allows people to get the answers. And I've, I've had protocols that I've done. And again, like the trouble where I do find with a group is that if the protocols are in there, they're not based on the individual. So they're recommendations like just for research purposes. I have to say that. And just if any of the advice is it's for entertainment and research purposes rather than actual diagnosis. Um, but I've had people go in the group and just literally like someone on the sleep one said, I've managed to sleep through the night and I haven't slept for years. So there's a lot of good information in there. And then there's access, as I say, to ask questions throughout otherwise. And there's actually also the free brain fog blitz course in there. So I have a 21 day brain fog blitz course, but if you have the actual revitalization blueprint, that's included in the information while you're a member. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, well, you can share the link at the end, but we'll also put it in the show notes too. Thanks. So one thing I learned from you, because uh, we started working together very early 2020, 
And we was, you know, during COVID, right? During when COVID came out, we've been working together that long. Um, But one of the things you taught me was the importance of really having a strong immune system, which I knew, you know, like I knew on a cerebral level, but I didn't realize how much exercise and fitness played into that. Um, Can you talk about that, Ali, why that's so important and how that ties into your immune system and even just a couple days a week can really, really boost your immune system? Movement first off gets blood around the body uh, and sweating as well helps with detoxification. So if we can move, get our breath up, we're going to help with the cardiovascular system, get our heart rate up and the heart is a muscle. We need to work that and we need to put it a little bit out of our comfort zone, not loads. But that also has different aspects of when we pump blood through our muscles, we can, we can help with our arterial clearance and help with with clearing out potential plaque and, and cholesterol in the arteries. We also know that if we get our heart rate up and pump more blood better, it's going to have more chance of getting to the brain. A lot of people feel much more energized after exercise. Uh, It helps release cortisol in in a good way if you do it at the right time. So then you have more energy for the rest of the day and more of an adrenaline rush. Not just that, that if people are building muscle, it's very, very small, but more muscle mass means a higher calorie burn throughout the day. Our, Our based on metabolic rate, the base level of calories we burn doing nothing. And also as well, a lot of exercise potentially done outside gives you light exposure, which is going to help us sleep with circadian rhythm. Not just that, we we have fat loss as, as a result. Like It's very minimal, the fat loss we get from exercise. So we have to look at nutrition, but it still helps with lymphatic drainage and everything there. Now, one of the things that really, really helps with exercise, which a lot of people forget about is we have a thing called our vagus nerve, which connects our brain to our gut and other vital organs. It's called the wandering nerve in, in Latin. And that vagus nerve, like there's exercises to do to do a vagus nerve reset. And again, I've got some of them in my brain fog blitz course and in, in, in the revitalization blueprint, but it sends messages from your brain to your gut, from your gut to your brain, like both ways. And we need to get those messages clearly through. If we don't, it's, that if we have poor vagal tone, which exercise helps stimulate and, and like sort the vagal tone out, it's like having a message pass through 20 people and it slightly changes all the time. By the time you got to the end, we have the wrong information come through. So further down the line, poor vagal tone could lead to poor hormone balance and all these sorts of things. And then lead to digestive issues, to low moods, low serotonin, low dopamine. So there's very much so many benefits of exercise that it's not just building muscle, losing weight. They're they're two of the minimum exercises. I do exercise to allow myself to feel good. And muscle building is is a benefit for me because that's one of my goals to look in a certain way. But exercise just allows me to get that boost of knowing I've pushed myself as well. Because there's also the knowing that one of the first things I do in the day is get myself out of my comfort zone and do something hard. It doesn't, I never go beast mode or anything like that. I'm not into that bodybuilding stage of things anymore, but actually like just going to push myself out of the comfort zone. And if I do that and it's one of the hardest things I can do, then everything else is going to be easier throughout the day. Just set. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. So true. One of the things I find, and this is the last question, one of the things I, I find really fascinating about you too is you've been really successful at building your business, both virtually 
and in person. And, you know, you're based in the UK. Um, I know we haven't mentioned that, but you have a ton of clients in the US. So Mm -hmm. can you share a little bit about how you've built your business over these last years so successfully? I think it's just the British accent. Yeah, I know. My I, <laughs> I keep makes told me that, feel better. Like, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> and whenever my kids overhear you in the morning, they're like, "Oh, it's Ollie." <laughs> uh, but no, I, mean, I think it is. I mean, we've all had to adapt over the last couple of years, whether we've liked it or not, of having more virtual aspect. Now that was when I was then about to. I had like three intensives booked already for that year for 2020. I was in. Um, Philadelphia in January 2020. And I remember we had our call when I was at my client's house and we were talking about, oh, this COVID thing is going to be nothing. And then suddenly like we're locked down two months later and that stopped the travel there. But I truly think like getting results for certain people has helped with referrals. and Maybe that's been one of the ways, but getting to these events, staying at an event for like three, four days with my ideal clients they get to know that I know them like the back of my hand and that I'm authentic and what you see is what you get. Like you don't get this one person who's really, really like bouncy and everything and then shy. Like um, me throughout and like meeting in person, that just happens. And I think that authenticity is hopefully come across and been one of the reasons and also getting the results. I think that's, been super powerful and like speaking at these events as well with my clients and one of the powerful things of speaking at business events and speaking about health is that there's also not many people that do what I do there but there's a lot of people that are my ideal client I think that's helped a hell of a lot yeah totally and I think also like what you do really strategically is it's usually the the host of the event that invites you in you speak at these events and i think that just gives you so much credibility exactly i do i do absolutely this is one of the things a few years ago i would never said i like speaking because i had a fear of public speaking and now i love it like if someone says do you want to speak an event yeah i'll speak there because as long as it's about health or music i could probably speak about hip-hop music for for the same amount of time but as long as it's about health, I'll just go and speak. That like I've forgotten my notes before and just done half an hour talk on on burnout and, and stress management. So I think it's just if you've got a topic you're passionate about, when so many people put like engagement posts on Facebook and they're like, "What topic could you speak twenty minutes about any preparation?" I can speak for two, three hours about health about any preparation, and I might bore people. It might help people get sent to sleep, but. It actually is something which I live and I'm passionate about. And this is one of the things that, what do you do to wind down? Well, I do like my video games and I do like my sports, but I'll listen to lectures or read studies, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What helped you overcome that fear of public speaking? Hypnotherapy. Really? I done hypnotherapy and that was a fear of flying and some public speaking. And I believe, truly believe that that was one of the biggest impacts. I'm still, I'm good friends with my hypnotherapist. She's local, but does online work pretty much all the time now. But hypnotherapy was one of the biggest things. had like six sessions and I was going to go to see my client, uh, Ron, who's the event is coming up in LA in 2017. And I did not want to get on a plane on my own. And then I ended up going there twice in 2017 
God knows how many times I've been on a plane since then, probably like 50, 60 times um, with connections and stuff. And it's not to say that I like getting on a plane. I just don't worry about it like I used to. Yeah. And yeah. that, but public speaking, just no worry about it now. So you worked on both flying yeah. and public speaking with the hypnotherapist. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll have to talk more about that Definitely. next week. <laughs> Ali, where is the best place to learn about you? Uh, my main website is ojayhealth.com. And on any of the social media channels are at ojhealth. But information for the revitalization blueprint is at revitalizationblueprint.com. There's also a link on that on my main website, but you can get directly to the landing page for that from there. And it is revitalization spelt the American way with a Z or a Z. <laughs> I didn't know there was a, a British way to spell it. Yeah, well, we invented oh, the, the language S? and then the Americans decided to <laughs> change everything. But it's revitalization <laughs> with a Z. Got it. All right. Awesome. We'll put those links in the show notes. It's been so yeah. great to have you here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Business of You. If you found a little dose of inspiration or learned something new, please leave a review and share it with a friend or even two. Interested in building your brand and business? Tune in next time to the Business of You podcast. And remember, there's only one you. You're the biggest differentiator your business has. Until next time, friends. <laughs>